What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Run Happy Podcast. I'm Baxter Friedman. And I'm Charlie Rook, and this is a podcast for people that want to improve themselves as runners as well as people and always run happy. Let's get into it. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Run Happy Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Mark Dowdle, uh, an ultramarathon runner who is in the middle of competing or um, running the calendar year challenge. Uh, and it's going pretty well so far, apparently. Uh, Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Of course. Yeah, of course, man. I'm re- I've am i been really excited about this one. I haven't I haven't really heard of this uh, this challenge before. So, you know, I really I'm excited to get your insight on it. But before we talk about that, so tell us a little bit more about yourself and, uh, you know, getting into running. Yeah. So I am from the suburbs of Chicago originally. And, uh, you know, I was an athlete all the way up and through college. Um, I came out to St. Paul, Minnesota, to the University of St. Thomas, where I played football and lacrosse. Um, So running was really never a part of my life um, in a very meaningful way up until my senior year when I was coming back from a three-day or three-game weekend with the lacrosse team. And we had just lost two games against two teams that we should not have lost. And I was sitting on the back of the bus, and my brother sends me this podcast. It's the Joe Rogan podcast, and it has none other than David Goggins on it. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell? What is ultra running? People do this extreme thing, and I'm just... You know, contemplating the the progression of where our season's going to go, um, and just needing a change, and so I just kind of started running and getting in that mindset. Um, and then after college, it was a thing that really I don't want to say saved me, but it got me in a space where I could more um, wholly interpret my own self and the world around me, and I just started doing challenges. I ran a marathon and then wanted to go further and started doing the calendar club and COVID and then just progress from there. So yeah, that's a little bit, a little bit of back, back, background about me. I don't know if you want to dive deeper on anything specific. Um, well, yeah, I mean, so like you are in the middle of the calendar club challenge. And um, for those of you who don't, who don't know what that is, it's every day you run the amount of mileage that it says on the calendar so like august 1st you'd run one mile and you know august 22nd you'd run 22 miles and then you know you just do that for a whole year and um mark you would be the first person to ever do that is that correct that is what i have re so i've researched and i've asked as many people as i possibly can that have done calendar club or have led calendar clubs and this is the first that anybody has heard and that I've seen online. So until further notice, yeah, this is the first one. Well, that's awesome. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that's going? Yeah. So, well, the first time I tried this challenge was back in April of 2020, and I did it for a month. And just at the time, uh, I had a few buddies from college who were joking around with me and asked if... Uh, I was going to do it on a month that had 31 days instead of 30 days. Like if I was not going to be soft about it, you know, and I took, I, I obviously took insult to that and I took that personally. And 
So it was always lingering in the back of my mind, you know, can I do this for not just one month, but can I do it for two months or three months? And, you know, after three years of doing charity runs where we had raised money and gone across, you know, state lines and these longer multi-day runs, um, it came back to, I wanted to try the calendar club challenge again. And I said, I'm going to do this every day for a year. And before going into it, I would not have expected it to be as uh, constantly changing in the things that I'm learning. I think originally I got into it because, you know, I don't know how, how you guys train, but some days I would just feel like, you know, I just, you know, I'm sore. I don't really feel like running today. And there's always that fine line of knowing are you not going to run today because your body needs recovery or are you not going to run today because it's more like you don't feel like running and so you're just going to take the day off. And so I really wanted to really like get into my system um, this consistent discipline mindset, which I don't feel like I really ever had until now. It's like, OK, it's not about being inspired or motivated. It's you have a job to do. You got to get it done. Um, and after four, I'm on month number four of doing it. I've run over 1900 miles. I'll run my 2000th mile since May, um, in the next coming days. And it's been a blast. I mean, the biggest difference for me, um, is just like deprioritizing all the things that don't matter. You know, I have a girlfriend I have a job and I'm running and the order of those priorities might shift depending on the time of the month. Like right now I am in uh, deep run mode. So running is really coming at a forefront, but I know at the end of the day, those are my three priorities and everything else is extra. Um, so, you know, it, that that's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned, but overall I am super happy with how the four months have gone things are going to change here obviously being in minnesota as we head into minus 10 degree weather you know and i'm not the type of person that's going to run on a treadmill so we'll see how that goes wow wow you're not going to do the treadmill you, you think you're going to pray outside well we did it all last winter um yeah well we'll definitely be braving it outside that's impressive yeah that's really impressive i mean heck i've ran in chicago and i know that is uh you know some days some days are harder than others, uh, but I liked what you said about having three priorities and trying to balance those. How have you been able to like really, really balance um, those those three things in your life? And you know, how, how's that been going for you? It depends on who you ask. I make sure to check in with my girlfriend to see if she feels like she obviously knows what I'm doing and she's in full support of what I'm doing, and so she knows there's going to be imbalances throughout the month. Um, not every day is going to be split between each three of my priorities. And so really my main focus is am, ask myself if I'm balanced. The way I look at that question is, am I balanced over this year? Am I balanced with the things that I want to spend my time and energy with over this year? Um, I've learned to say no a lot more than I've, I've said yes. Um, there's, I'm, I'm 27 years old, right? No, I'm 26 years old. <laughs> I'm 26 years old and I'm about to head into 
the the deep abyss of wedding season for people in my age group. And I wrote down today, actually, a list of people that I will, regardless of time, place, or location, I will be at their wedding. Um, and that's a list of 13 people. And so anybody else after that, it's like, it's going to depend. It, it'll be extra. And so for me, how I balance the prioritization of my life it's really understanding what i'm going after what my goals are not just today but six months from now a year from now five years from now what do i want my family to look like what are the principles i want to teach my kids um trying to really think long term into how can i live the life i am today as long as possible um and you know that makes things real simple i think no, I did. I love that uh, philosophy. That's, I mean, our mentality. That's, I mean, I guess eye opening for a lot of people because, I mean, I guess being in college right now, there's a lot of things where it's like you can just say yes to this, yes to that. And like, I mean, you can let your priorities drop just like that. And so, yeah, I guess, I mean, you've seemed to be doing really well with figuring all that out. So that's really impressive. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, and like, like Baxter said, sorry, uh, like Baxter said, I mean, it's just, especially as athletes, like, you know, we, we, you know, you get tempted all the time and you, it's hard to, you know, really pick one thing and go with it. Do you think running this many miles and uh, like getting yourself into a sport that takes such discipline is like really helped you with that, with that? With the discipline? Yeah. With just being out, like learning to say no and um, being able to prioritize your life. Do you think um, running uh, helped help that yeah i i do i i think running for me has has helped that that might someone listening to this might running might not be their thing but i think everybody should have something that you know takes them out of the moment per se um whether that's knitting or reading a book or something that takes them out i also learned you know in college I wasn't as disciplined. I did say yes to everything. And I don't think there's a time like in college for you guys. Or what year are you guys? We're sophomores. Sophomores. Okay. So you've had some experience in college and you're about to have a, a bunch more. And I think this is a time for you guys to say yes more than you're saying no, depending on what that thing is. And um, I learned that I can't continue to live fulfilling or or just be joyful with how I'm spending my days if I'm continuing down a path of like always going after what's giving me pleasure. Um, I remember specifically in college, I was, you know, I had, I had a few run-ins of getting in trouble with the school. And I just remember having a phone call with my dad and I said, dad, when am I going to, when am I going to be mature? Like, when am I going to feel grown up and feel mature? And what's funny is that I remember having that phone call and I don't remember a single word he said after I asked that question. And I think it speaks volumes to where I was at at the time where I just wanted the answer. I didn't want to do the work to get to that answer. Mm. Um, and that to me is, you know, I, I ask myself those questions every day. I, I bring this journal with me everywhere I go. Um, because it's a continual search and there is no end destination. I, I, I'm sure you guys have heard that a ton. There's no finish lines. There's none of that stuff. Um, but that doesn't mean you can, can't find ways to 
celebrate along the way. So I think just knowing that it's going to continuously be work is, um, is something that is running has taught me at, at least. Yeah, that's awesome. I, when you said there's no finish line, that's actually something my coach said to me last night. So, really? Yeah, that's really interesting to me. <laughs> so obviously there's a, there's a lot of truth to that, but, um, but yeah. And, um, well, I mean, that is really, I mean, talking about discipline and running, I mean, it is like, you can learn so much from this sport and it is, uh, and it just, it can give so much back to like, I guess yourself and everyone else. And, uh, I guess speaking of that, you, um, you ran last year, the love like Lori run, which is 500 miles. And is it nine days, uh, from Illinois to Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just t- tell us a little bit about that, how that came about. And uh, I guess in the quick little question, are you doing that again this year? Not doing that again this year. So after the first time I did Calendar Club, I ended the month and I just felt nothing. I, it was a great accomplishment. Good job for me. But it didn't feel like I had done anything really important. Like I didn't bring anybody along with me on that journey. I didn't impact anybody. And at the time I was just listening to a lot of ultra runners that had done races and chase podiums and got to the end of that line, like Olympic athletes do. And they say, what now? Like I've spent all my time trying to win, but who have I helped along the way? Um, and so that's kind of where I, I came to terms with that I wanted to find a way to use running to help friends or family or local nonprofits or something that was more than myself. And at the time, one of my uh, former football teammates and one of my best friends, his mom, um, was on the road to pass away from pancreatic cancer, which she did in 2020. And so we ran um, 160 miles and raised ten thousand dollars and that was the first year we did a love like glory living the legacy run and then we've now turned that into a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, the next year we ran across the state of minnesota um, and raised twenty two thousand dollars and then this most recent year um, was running from springfield illinois passing through um, her hometown where she was born and raised in southern illinois and continuing on back home to st paul Um, so it's just this progression of, okay, like this running is more than just the physical challenge. It's raising money and impacting and bringing other people along on that journey. That is, I mean, that is really inspiring. And, uh, I mean, that's really great to, to hear that. Like, I mean, it, sometimes it is hard for runners to find ways to like, just to help people. And like, I mean, you, you're, you were just talking about that. So, I mean, it is impressive. Yeah, and I mean, I think here is that like even on a college team, we don't get to do it for charity necessarily, like right. necessarily. But like you know, there's a sense of I guess when you're racing, and if you're racing, and everyone talks about running as if it's individual, but when you're racing, they score it team wise, and so like you know, you cross the line, you have a good day, like hey, I did it, like let's go. But then it's like, what if my like you know, if my team does horrible and we don't do well like i said i don't feel good about that like my best days are when you know i could be like i I could be one of our back guys but if our team's having a good day and we're help pulling each other along like it feels 
it feels much, much better. So I, you know, I like the philosophy of, um, you know, being something, do it, being able to do something more than yourself. So yeah, hundred percent. Like that That's lot. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, we've talked about a couple of things you've done. So I wanted to ask you. You've done a lot of crazy things. Obviously, what do you think your favorite challenge you've done so far is? Or like, is there something that sticks out to you that you're like, yeah, I, I was, you know, I enjoyed that. <laughs> the so the love like the first time we did love like glory was a route from duluth minnesota back down to saint paul uh it's a 160 mile stretch that uh two-thirds of it is on trail on a paved trail and then the last third is on a county highway and i had always thought i at the time we did it i had a van and i had a crew with me but i had always imagined doing it with uh a baby stroller and supplies in it with me. And so last year was the first year I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get a baby stroller and I'm going to put a sleeping bag in this thing. I'm going to put food in this thing and I'm going to take three days and I'm going to run. And funny enough, I met somebody who was crazy enough to say yes to doing it. Um, His name's Kellen and before doing that, he had never gone over 27 miles. And I was like, Ooh, okay, this will be fun. We're going to, we're going to get you to the finish line. So we, we, we did that. Um, we slept in, um, we slept in a campground. We slept in a golf course the second night we slept in hammocks. Um, and we just kind of hoofed it all the way. Um, and we just did our second year this year and we're, going to continue to do it every year in hopes that more people join. But that's probably my favorite wildest one is because it just feels so, you know, you sign up for these marathons, like the Twin Cities Marathon, I think is 180 bucks. And it's it's like, what, why am I paying 180 bucks to go for a, a marathon run, you know? <laughs> and uh, this run we did, it cost us probably 80 bucks each and just buying food. And we just slept wherever we could find a spot. And I just think there's a ruggedness to that that most people don't think is possible or aren't willing to do. And I think there's such a freedom in just saying, hey, we're going to run for three days with a baby stroller that has all our stuff. So that's probably my favorite one. That is awesome. I love that so much. And uh, yeah, I've heard so many people or actually in one of the books I read recently, uh, Running with the Buffaloes, like the coach in that book is saying like people pay like $30 to go run a 5k when they could just go run that on their own. Like, (laughs) it's like, why, why are you paying money to go run? Like you don't, unless it's like, I mean, something like you're doing where it's like a, uh, I mean like a three day run, like obviously you're going to need food and stuff for that, but it's like, why, why would you pay $30 to be like, yes, I ran 3.1 miles. Like that, that's not, that don't make any sense. Uh, unless, unless you're out there to win, of course, but you know, (laughs) half the, like, 90% 90% of the people out there aren't there to win. So they're just there to run. But yeah, I mean, that is really cool. And I have always like, I don't, that seems like something that I'd want to do one day, honestly. Um, so I don't, I mean, I can't really like, that's, that's impressive. That's really cool. Yeah. It's really impressive. Uh, um, yeah. I thought it's really funny that uh, I've never heard, you never really think about that until you say it out loud. It's like, yeah, you're just, you're paying to do something you could do for completely for free. And if you want people to run with, you can just ask some friends to do it with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. I think one thing I want to talk about is um, going back to some of your 
charity events. We we have written here um helped one thousand plus people to take back their stride. Yeah. Um. What what does that mean? And uh, like, what what event was that? So it wasn't a specific event. So when I say take back their stride, what that means to me is re reframed how running can be for some people. You know, you guys just, I mean, segued it perfectly with why are people paying $30 to run a 5k when you can come out and you can run a 5k for free. Um, or you see, you know, something that a problem that frustrates me in running right now is you see all of these influencers saying, come run eight miles with me. And it's just ridiculous because uh, the goal isn't to get people to run. The goal is to get people to like and comment and view your stuff so that you can get a brand deal so that you can get free stuff and get paid. And that's not everybody, but it's pretty clear that that's the goal of people is to just mine you for content. Mm. And I want, I want, people to come run with me and to be rewarded for that you know over you know people come support by running miles with me when i do the love like lore run or over the nine thousand miles that i've run over the last four four years very few of them have been done alone and very few of them have been done by people that are actual runners or consider themselves actual runners. I started this group that I haven't done a lot of over the last year and a half, but um, the first Love Like Lori run we did was during COVID and we couldn't have people come out and be there in person. So we had over 150 people do a virtual 5K. And from that, it was like, okay, like People are interested in running if it's not just going out the door. They If they have a reason to come out and do it. Um, and so I did about 24 events over the last, like from that day over the next year and a half of just getting people to come out and run a 5K. And it, it's called $5 5K because people would pay $5 and the some of that money would go to a local nonprofit. That's cool. And, and, and it's just like a way for, for people to reframe how running is supposed to be um when you ask people who are running their first marathon what what's the why why are you doing it or what's your goal most of them will talk about a time goal it's like why like why do you care about that time goal and most people don't have a good reason for that they're, they're they believe that they're supposed to run a three and a half marathon or a four mile or four hour marathon. And that like, that's the, that's the measure of success. And so I just try and find ways to encourage people or in some ways trick people that uh, they can run farther than they, they currently believe they can. Um, You know, I've, I've had people that have gone from a couch to running 33 miles with me. Wow. I've had, I've had people go from having the worst re- relationship with running to coming out to a $5, 5k and they're walking and jogging and walking and I'm with them every step of the way. And they're like, Oh my God, I didn't know running could be like this. And it's like, it doesn't have to be this specific way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I mean by taking back their stride is like people are, we're 
born to run. We've heard that. Like we are meant to move and um, we need to teach people that running can be more than just one thing. That is beautiful. Uh, that is, that is really cool. And like, I mean, I mean, I honestly don't even know what to say to that, but that is like a very different perspective uh, than what most people have. So, uh, I mean, that is really cool. Yeah, I mean, the couch to running thing is really cool, especially when you think of people running 33 miles. I mean, you know, we're in college. We're in uh, what the, some of the best shape we'll ever be in, and yeah. uh, I've never touched 33 miles. And <laughs> Well, heck, I mean, I, I haven't even touched uh, a marathon yet. So, I don't know, hopefully one day, though. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think people get wrapped up in these times, and it's just like for why. And like people will get so it. yeah, people will get so down on themselves whenever they don't hit a certain time, and it's like that's yeah, and like what you said, it's like it's not about that. It's it's just about like the the love really, and like you know wanting to be there and wanting to just improve your life a little bit. So right, and and I wouldn't say it's demonizing the people that care about the times like you do you if you if you're chasing a time goal and that's bringing you a lot of joy i support you fully but uh it's really you know i speak to the people who haven't found joy in running or they're allowing that time to hinder their love for that for the game or the sport and it's like that those are the people it's like all right let's reframe what you're doing I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely understand that. Uh, I guess for us, we do have to care a little bit more about yeah. the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, um, but yeah, like, I mean, I try, I try to get my family to run sometimes and, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I did. I ran this mile at this time. I'm like, that's great. But it's like, did you enjoy that? And like, I mean, you know, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, because like I, I, I ran faster than I did last time. I'm like, that's great. But uh, I mean, you can you can start anything and like put a ton of like hard work and drive into it. But if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to continue with it. Like, it's just, you have to, you have to learn to love, love anything really before you really start digging down and go hard at it. How did Um, you, how did you guys get into running? Um, for me, I was, um, I was more of a basketball player in, in middle school or really like, middle school through high school but I like I was more of a basketball player whenever I was younger and I wasn't that great um and I did not make the middle school team and my mom was like you know you seem pretty fast like you kind of got the build for it why not try cross country and I was like you know what okay why not and I ended up doing pretty well and I was like well shoot if I'm good at this then like I want to keep going and like through middle school, like I, I met a lot of really cool people and like, you know, running just was kind of an easy thing for me to learn about and like, just kind of grow with everything. Uh, I don't know. It just flowed well with my personality, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. For me, I was a soccer player. Um, yeah, I played soccer up until like, uh, seventh grade. And then I'd done a couple like five K's and like stuff like that when I was growing up and I was always like, I was always pretty good at it. And like, I did like the summer run thing. And like, I was running with some of our high school guys and I was doing pretty well. And they were like, dude, you should come out for the team. <laughs> and um, so I was like, all right, sure. And my, then anyway, I picked it up. I was like, I'm really good at this. <laughs> and then my dad was like, yeah, I think you're better at this. Like, if you like it, I'd say we'll switch to running. And so I was like, all right. 
And then like it just started this obsession with like I want to be really good at this. Yeah, and, like, like it was kind of like almost the wrong mentality to have. And I've really just <laughs> learned this like in the last couple of years. But like I wanted to, I wanted to be the best. And like it, so it was a, it's like a lot of growth for me to, um, you know, be be mentally where I am today. But yeah, that's that, that's how I got into it. And um, you know, I've been I've been with it ever since. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's I guess we've gone we've grown to love it so much. Like now we're doing a podcast about it. So yeah. Um. But listen, we have loved talking with you. Uh, we do have to cut it short a little bit today. Um, but you know, we would love to have you back on, maybe talk about a couple other things. Um, but we really enjoyed having you here and listening to all your really cool um stories and journeys. So thank you. No, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. We really appreciate it. I've really enjoyed this. I like I really have more so than I thought I expected to. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. Which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish we could talk more. It's it's a I have a school thing. Yeah. But um but yeah, dude, I've really I've really enjoyed it. And so I yeah, I appreciate you coming on and uh we hope you enjoyed it as well. Yeah, um definitely. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. This has been another episode of the Run Happy Podcast. And so we will see everyone later. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you all next week.